so uh, I was at the uh, Gatlinburg Aquarium this week, and there's some weird stuff out in the universe that I was unaware of. Like a aquarium in Gatlinburg? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was aware of the, uh, like, uh, what do they call it? The sawtooth shark that's, like, got the... Sure. You know, the mm-hmm. big old thing that looks like a chainsaw coming out of their nose. Like, that's... I, I was aware of that. Um, I was aware of crabs in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't know about, like, the you've, massive... You've lived an adventurous life. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was not aware of, like, these massive uh, nightmare-inducing crabs that exist. I think they're called spider crabs. Mm. Yeah. Um, spider crabs, sure. Yeah. They're like as big as my torso. They're terrifying. I'm not, I'm not in on that. I've not slept well since then. Oh man, I did. I've seen pictures. I didn't realize how big they are. They're massive. Yeah. They're spanning up to twelve and a half feet from the tip of one claw to another. So I guess bigger than my torso. I am large, but that's yeah. I was talking about their, you know their, what? Their, their body. Yeah. yeah, their body. Yeah, their legs. You don't need there. to be scared. They don't have backbones. So, well, either do I, Joe. <laughs> See, that was I was kind of assuming you did. Yeah, you know me better than that. We're too close of friends to for you He's to got assume a that I <laughs> I was trying to talk you into. Is that uh, a science joke or is that a? Yeah, that's a, okay, that's, cool. that's for all the science nerds out there. You're welcome. <laughs> cool. Thought maybe it was a cell phone joke. <laughs> Hello, Noto. There. This is their pretty the much harmless humans. But they got small It's claws. all lobster wireless. Yeah. What's that? Goodness. <laughs> they have small claws, small pincers. Yeah. Long arms, small pincers. You know what it's they just, say. It's just... <laughs> Hot start. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Uh, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. <laughs> I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch and beautiful goodness. Alright. I can do some uh, introductions here. What I've heard is that the ladies love a small pincer. <laughs> That's what I've been told. <laughs> Welcome, Pacers fans. You are listening to the Undebatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is May 21st, 2023, and this is another Instant Classic, episode 651. Coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana, I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials, and former season ticket holder. 
Joining me this show are two of our three analysts. Coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebatable? Shout out to my niece, Evita Marie, who uh, we participated today in the Walk to End Type 1 Diabetes mm-hmm. uh, down on the National Mall. It's a good time. So, uh, Ava was diagnosed two years ago, I think, now. Uh, anyway, it's a, pre- a pretty fun and supportive community. Um, and so, if you have it within your means to uh, donate to the Juvenile Diabetes Research Fund. Go ahead and do that. It's a good cause. Very good. And from Asheville, North Carolina, he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks in the crappy jingles, John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Undebeatables? Shout out this week to uh, Odds. Um, they, they tend to come out like they're supposed to. Hmm. Yep. Probabilities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to give a quick shout out to uh, the missus. It's her birthday today. Shout oh. out! Oh. You didn't drag her onto the pod for uh, us to sing happy birthday? Oh, no. She's far too classy for this show. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely true. But not too classy for Jason and I to sing happy birthday. Uh, oh no 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 not at all. So, uh, you know what you could do? You could sing. You can sing the whole song if you'd like to, and then, you know, in a couple of years when she starts listening to the, the show, uh, she'll catch up eventually. <laughs> Are you gonna start sure it from will. episode one? I I don't recommend oh, it. A hundred percent. You gotta know the backstory. That's why we have clip shows, Joey. She can she can just listen to those ten of those or whatever we have, and then skip ahead. Well, but he's no, going to introduce she... Wei Wen, you know, eventually. Yeah. you got to start yeah, at, yeah. He's got to start at the beginning. Yeah. All the, all, just all the inside jokes, like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, right. uh, it's, uh, it's important, you know. I, th- that maybe makes more sense for him, but for her, she hears enough of my nonsense on the day-to-day basis, like, yeah, maybe we'll do some clip shows. Of your relationship? <laughs> hmm. uh, yeah, I need you, I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to edit that too. <laughs> okay, <help> cool. <laughs> Give me. Uh, I think it takes me uh, eight to nine months for each episode. So great. By Let's your fiftieth. By your fiftieth anniversary, I'll have love Perfect. a few. <laughs> That's what I'm looking to hear. Before we get any further into the show, would like to remind listeners that they can support us the longest running. Pacers podcast by heading over to patreon.com slash undebeatables and support us for as little as a dollar per month. Uh, gentlemen, we were hoping to have, I was hoping this was going to be episode 652. Yeah. Because we were hoping to have an emergency podcast after the Pacers won the lottery but they did not instead san antonio tanked and got the number one pick of course the the folks in san antonio are super happy and uh you know pacer fans pacers the they had the 
you know, essentially the seventh best draft odds, and they received the seventh pick. Not uh, going up, not going down. It is what it is. Seems like a huge win for San Antonio. Uh, you know, if if Wembanyama, you know, has anywhere near what his projection is going to be for his career, it's it's this is this is huge for them, and this should you know get them back you know back on the map. Um, one thing I did see was they had a you know a camera you know a video of Wembanyama when uh, when they were sort of counting you know they kind of go in reverse order uh, and when when Houston when when uh, Houston got the fourth pick uh, he kind of got he kind of chuckled because he knew he wasn't going there <laughs> and seems like a, a little slight to the Houston organization but you know it is what it is. So, anyway, I guess so, guys. The two questions are, you know, what do you think about San Antonio getting the number one pick, and what, how do you feel about Indiana in the seventh spot, Jason? Well, I will say uh, the Pacers did beat the odds in in one way. Uh, probability wise, we actually had the highest chance of getting the eighth pick because mm-hmm. of the way things work, oh. and we ended up getting the way seventh to screw pick. Screw up my shout out. So uh, yeah, probabilities. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's a win, and I will uh, uh, anecdotally note that uh, Mister Thirty Point First Quarter in the playoffs, Jamal Murray, was the number seven pick uh, when he was drafted, and I'm sure there's many other uh, great seventh picks uh, in the history. But yeah, no, I mean obviously I was disappointed. Um, yeah, women Yama, uh, if everything holds holds the form is going to be a uh, a real force in this league for many many years but we can't predict the future so who knows the the spurs of all the teams that could have gotten it i suppose the spurs are okay it's kind of a bummer um since they did this in 1997 and got tim duncan and then won 50 games a year for the next 20 years uh so it seems like the 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 nba fortunes have shined on them maybe one too many times no i don't know but uh yeah i I, I feel that way i feel that way i i I feel like look they've had their time in the sun the small market um you know um gets to win five chips with uh, you know they got the number one pick with david robinson um they got the number one pick with uh, tim duncan um, uh, as far as I uh, can recall, the Pacers have never had uh, the number one pick. Um, we got the number two pick and got Rick Smiths, and that was an era for sure. Um, but to have a generational player like the, the the centers they've been able to draft, you know, Wimanyama's seven five and plays like a guard. They're they're discussing whether he's going to play, you know, two guard, three four, five, it doesn't matter. Like, this guy can just do everything. Now, his size, are are humans supposed to be able to do what he can do? Maybe he gets injured, and, you know, maybe this is a, a sad Greg Oden scenario, but I, I really hope it's not. I, I hope it's, it's a wonderful story, and I think, you know, we've been there. You know, we went to San Antonio on one of the Undebitacons. One of the best 
you know, in arena experiences, I can remember they have live music playing like the entire game. So you could just like, just go outside and there's live music. Um, you know, uh, they, they, uh, we, we wandered around and tried to look for the trophies, uh, but the trophies were apparently out on loan that day. Um, but they have a huge like area hall, like a museum of all of the greatness of the, of, uh, their run. Um, and, all of the fans were incredibly kind to us and super knowledgeable. And yeah, it's just a great town for this. And they've got Craig Popovich, who um, who is arguably the greatest NBA coach in the history of uh, you know the world. Um, he's got a few more years in him, and he can put his imprint on on this young kid's life. I I was really upset when it happened, but I'm kind of thinking conspiracy theory mode like maybe this is the best place for women yama to end up for the nba to to nurture him and make sure he's the star that they need him to be as opposed to putting him in houston you know where it's a complete utter mess yeah or charlotte where it's also a complete utter mess um but no yeah from the nba's perspective like this is great like even if he doesn't end up staying there for 20 some odd years like you know, those first three to four years in an NBA player's life are typically very critical to their success long term. And like learning how to be an NBA player, learning how to play the right way. Um, and hopefully he'll get that opportunity in, in San Antonio. He certainly has the coach that will put him in the right place. You know, and it'll be interesting to see what they do in the offseason to put more veteran guys around him. Sure. Right. You need, they, you need mentors. Basically, rookies. to yeah, yeah second-year guys yeah. to teach you how to exist in the NBA and be successful and whatnot. So, uh, and I mean, they still have Tim Duncan as a part of that franchise, so uh, he'll be there in women Yama's ear, I'm sure, from the get-go. Uh, so yeah, what was it? Was it uh, uh, Wojnarowski who said that he expects? Um, Women Yama to be the best player in the league in three years. That seems like a little bit like hyperbole, but well, he didn't say that. He was reporting that was some reporting. GMs that he had talked to okay. expected him to be one of the top ten guys or something like that in the league within three years or something. Oh, I thought it was immediately his first year. He'll be a top ten player, and by year three, he'll be the best player in the league. Mm. That's what I thought he reported. That seems I, excessive. Uh, it, it, it definitely seems excessive. <laughs> I mean, there there is a process in this league, right? I mean, and and we uh, we've talked about it forever. You know, Michael Jordan took what was it eight years before he had a championship? Like, it just takes a while, even for the greatest, to um, you know figure out what this league means. Um, to say that you're going to be the best player in the league in three years is just outlandish to me. <laughs> so. I'm assuming it'll take him five to six, (laughs) like everybody else it's ever taken. I mean, because what, it took Kobe, was it two years or three to get his first title? Uh, I think it was three or four, yeah. Sounds about right. But he had Shaq, you know. He wasn't the best player on the floor when he won his title. Shaq, what has he done? (laughs) I did look up... Some notable seventh picks for the mm. Pacers. Uh, Sweet. So we've got some uh, John Havlicek. Seems good. Stephen Curry. Mm. Not bad. It's not bad. 
uh, uh, Bernard King. Okay. Very Chris good. Mullen. Oh, White Lightning. Alvin Robertson. Okay. Let's see. Richard Hamilton, Damon Stoudemire, Luke Longley, Pat Riley. These are all names that we know. I would take all those B- guys. Maybe not Bismack Biombo. <laughs> there you go. Would you take a Biz? Would you take a Bismack? No. That's fair. Um, so, real briefly, um, we'll we'll talk about this as we move forward. Um, but basically, after the first pick, uh, the whole draft gets a little wishy washy. Um, People are projecting either Brandon Miller or uh, Scoot Dubs uh, to go second. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's that's a, that's an inside joke, but uh, you gotta you gotta listen. I think from episode one to to get all this this. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Scoot Henderson, who's been playing in the G League, uh, electric point guard, and uh, Brandon Miller, who is uh, you know a, a big wing, play three four like a like a Danny Granger maybe you know. Um, but who was in a little bit of legal trouble um, in Alabama. And those guys are projected to go 2-3. After that, basically nobody knows who's going to go from 4 to 14, and it's all a, it's all a mess. Um, but I've got my eyes on a couple versatile fours. I think this, I think this team needs a couple. Uh, I think we need a versatile four on our team right now. Um, Taylor Hendricks uh, out of... Uh, UCF or Jarris Walker out of Houston. They're um, they're real long and they're defense first guys. Um, and uh, I think we can find some help at seven. I think defense first. They're not going to fit in at all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. I think all the exit interviews for the entire team was you got to come back and play better defense. So sure, I agree. That's the only way we're going to win games yeah. next year. But like, but that's what the players are saying, right? That's what the exit interviews are from the players, right? Uh, no, he means the exit the interview, yeah. like when you when the players sit down with the coaching staff right. at the end of the year and, and say, the coach says, "What, what do you need to do in your off season? Exactly. Yeah. Come back. Here's what was good this year. Here's what was bad. Right. Okay, okay. And Here's basically, Carlisle said that everybody to a man that the conversation was, you got to come back committed to defense. Uh, yeah, no, but I, I think your I think your instincts are correct. I think that obviously a, a glaring hole on this team is yeah a four that can uh, provide some rebounding and some defense and uh, sort of help Miles Turner out in that front court. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know scoring will come along. We don't need it right away, but obviously if anybody can shoot beyond the three point arc, that's great. Doesn't seem like there's a lot of those guys in this draft. Um, no, it seems like everybody either is like a great passer with great vision, or a great ball handler, or a great reading. defender. You know, like there's not a lot of this. These prospects are this guy is going to make everybody around him better. And you're like, oh, that sounds great, and that's a really useful thing in the NBA. But like, also, could he be good? You know, like it's one of those right. drafts. Sure. You know, so. All right. I guess quickly, I do want to at least do the top couple here. But San Antonio was number one. Charlotte, Portland did get the three. I was rooting yeah, for Portland out. to get one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they'll get Brandon Miller or Scoot uh, Dubs. So we'll see. 
Yeah, so we'll have a good a good uh, a good shot. We got Houston at four, Detroit five, Orlando six, uh, Indiana as I mentioned, number seven, Washington, Utah, Dallas, uh, Orlando again. Then we got one from from Chicago, OKC, Toronto, and New Orleans. So that's the lottery. All right, guys. The other thing that we definitely got on the agenda today is an update on the NBA playoffs. It's a little bit surprised. I guess I've been surprised with the East right now. Yeah. Record on Sunday. I think. I mean, yeah, I do. So we record Sunday evening, and Game Three is in progress. But uh, yeah. Miami went ahead and took the first two games in Boston. In Boston. And is in the driver's seat firmly. Currently almost up 30 as we're recording. I mean, exactly. Yeah. So Miami's looking good. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. uh, So these first two games were the Jimmy Butler fourth quarter show. uh, If you guys watch them or not, but, uh, Boston was in control of both of these games mm-hmm. and then absolutely shat all of the beds. As my friend Claire said, they shat the bed and then they rolled around in it. It was horrible. <laughs> uh, which is a horrible thing to look at. Yeah, That's uh, what happens but, when you're in uh, trainer pants, right? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> yes. Uh, so if you're, it, I am very excited to talk to all of my uh, Boston friends because they have got to be losing their absolute minds uh that this team that went to the finals last year uh basically just has no clutch ability through the first two games their uh best player first team all nba small forward jason tatum who scored 51 points in the game seven to to get them into the the eastern conference finals Kudos to him. He has uh, as yet not scored a basket in the fourth quarter of either game one or game two. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not good. That's not a good look. Uh, as a fellow Jason, you got to do better than that. It's, it's no good. Uh, but and and or I guess it's amazing that I both love and hate watching Jimmy Butler play basketball at the same time. It's yeah. like. Uh, it's Schrodinger's basketball player all the time. <laughs> no, I mean, look, you know where he wants to go. He wants to go like free throw line, two steps in, pull up jumper, or he wants to go as fast as he can to the baseline and pull up jumper. And it's going in every time. It just doesn't matter. Or he wants to go completely to rack and get fouled and won. Like he's just, he's incredible. And 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 uh, you know, I guess uh, there was a little bit of a controversy because uh, Grant Williams talked a little trash to him in game one. Oh, more than a little. <laughs> Why would you do that? He would more don't, than a little. <laughs> don't poke the bear, right? Don't poke the bear. Um, I I picked Miami to win this series in six. I did not pick them to win it in four. Um, I, I thought Boston had more talent. I just thought Miami was on a mission. I didn't know they could just plow through this team and cut through them like butter. Like, you're right, Jason. They've been in control of the first two games. But when it was winning time, they got yeah. nothing. 
Absolutely. They can't get an offensive rebound. They can't get, uh, I mean, they're just, yeah, they're getting outboarded. They're getting out hustled. Um, they're making stupid mistakes. They're throwing the ball away. Well, and it's, it, yeah, it's weird because it seems like they don't have an alpha. Like they don't have a plan in the fourth quarter. And you got a bunch of other guys like Grant Williams and Marcus Smart that are stepping up and saying, don't worry, guys, I got this. And just taking ill-advised shots and, and talking way too much trash to one of the best players I, in the league. I agree with that, but like I thought Grant Williams played well in that fourth quarter when he was talking Yang to Jimmy Butler, and I thought I thought Marcus Smart, granted he just tends to throw the ball away sometimes, but in general has, has had a you know, no, yeah, fairly yeah, my solid beef, My series. beef is less with, with these role-player guys. It's more with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. Like, yeah. Like I mean, you Al, guys Hor- the- Al Horford looks old, but he is old. You know, so it's like, is it his fault? Like, yeah. No, absolutely not. It's, I mean, what you want to see is Tatum and or Brown take the game by the scruff of the neck in the fourth quarter and be like, all right. Especially in that game, like game one, you know, understandable. Well, not understandable, but coming you off could see game it happening. seven, they didn't, they only had one day of rest or whatever, two days of rest. Game two. Somebody needs to take this the game by the scruff of the neck and be like, we are not losing this game. We cannot lose this game. And that just didn't happen. And they're going to be out of the playoffs. That was the Let's Grant up. William game in game yep. two, right? Because mm-hmm. here's the thing. And this is, I've seen, I've seen LeBron do this throughout his career, right? He goes, all right, we won game one. I'm fine to like just rest on game two. I got my split. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And that's what Jimmy Butler was doing in game two. He was like, all right, cool. We got game one. I'm just going to kind of coast through this one. We'll go home and win this. You know, we'll win two in, in Miami. And then, the, you know, they poked the bear, and he was like, oh, well, screw it. I'll just win this game too, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, it, now the series is over. I mean, it, it's – it's there. I, there is precedent for teams losing their first two at home and coming back and winning it, but it's, it's not uh, a long list, and especially if they're getting – uh, you know, absolutely destroyed as we record right now. Um, this series I wanna, is over. I want to ask you a question from a historical perspective of how, where should we place this Miami team and series uh, in the historical record, right? So uh, one other eighth seed, uh, the New York Knicks have made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think they're the only other eighth seed. Yep. Correct. either conference to make it to the, to the conference finals mm-hmm. but that was a a weird season it was a it was a lockout season lockout so it was season. a shortened season mm-hmm. they were not i mean had it been an 82 game season they would not have been an ac they would have been a fourth or fifth or whatever seed right? sure. they were a much sure. better team than an ac and um and this is one of the 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 seasons where i was convinced that the league was rigged because uh, the refs definitely gave that series to the Knicks with a four-point play, as well as a, a myriad of other things, uh, to get them past the Pacers. Whatever. I know it's not a conspiracy, but I'm going to put that out there. Yeah. It, well, that it, was in the Eastern Conference Finals, right? That was to yeah. go to the Finals. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, like, yeah. the, basically, the Pacers probably should have been in the Finals that year, but the league was like, "Oh, a big market. We're coming off a, you know, mm-hmm. a lockout sure. season." And like, I, I, I did feel like the fix was in that season. But this Miami team, 
I mean, I guess they have a little bit of a pedigree. They went to the finals a couple years ago, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they were a eighth seed going into this, or seventh seed, uh, well, and then they even lost the first playing game. Well, that's what you got to remember, right? Yeah, they lost the first playing game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they they um they were they were down in the fourth quarter against Chicago in their second playing game, like uh, you know, with twelve minutes to go, they were down. Um, there's nothing like this in the history of the NBA because we didn't have the playing games before, but like you're talking about a team that's just left on the side of the road for dead and they just blow through. <laughs> I mean, they've lost what two games? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah they beat I mean, the Bucks in five and they beat uh, the Knicks in five. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, and no, six. Uh, it took six. Oh, it took six. six. Okay, so they've, they've lost three games. There, there, there's potential here for a sweep. Granted, this this series isn't technically over. We'll see what the final numbers look like. But yeah, I mean, they're blowing through the East as an eight seed. I don't know where you put this. I think this is uh, incredibly exciting, uh, but I think this goes to the organization, right? I mean, this is Pat Riley and Spolstra and, um, you know, Dwayne Wade and Shaq and LeBron and Chris Bosh and, you know, building this this winning culture. I, but beyond that, it's Jimmy Butler. Like, this dude is just wired this way. But it's, I mean, I agree. I totally agree. But it's also guys like Duncan Robinson, who <laughs> right. was basically non-playable, unplayable until... Tyler Hero got hurt in the first yeah. round, and then he had to play, and then now he's like cash and threes left and right. Yeah, he's like bubble uh, Duncan Robinson again. All of a sudden, was it, it was Caleb Martin undrafted? Is that correct? Um, like they have like six guys that were undrafted on their team. Yeah, Gabe Vincent hit a gigantic two gigantic shots in yeah. the game two down the stretch. Yeah, uh, yeah, Strauss. It's, it's nuts. You know, like, Max who Strauss. Are these guys? You know? Yes. Who are these guys? Bam Adebayo <laughs> was incredible, and so is Jimmy Butler. They're both incredible, but you have to have – you can't win a championship with two guys. And um, these other guys have stepped up. It's just I, – I think I think Spolstra is a, an absolute genius, and um, he's putting his guys in the right position. And and I, you got to give a lot of leadership credit to Jimmy Butler. Like, these guys are staying ready, and they're being... I mean, I don't know what their locker room looks like, but, you know, there's been a lot of talk about how he moved around franchises because he rubs guys the wrong way, you know? He was in and out of Minnesota. He was in and out of Philly um, because he was calling people out for being soft. He wanted people to be winners. Miami's got dogs in the locker room. They're ready to listen to him. No doubt. It's absolutely a crazy story. Yeah, but to your point, uh, Jason, I I don't think there's there's historical precedent for this. I don't. It's crazy. I mean, it's the insane. only thing I can think about, you know, you think about the uh, um, Houston Rockets, you know, in '95, right? Or after they came off a championship and they were coming in as a sixth seed and yeah, they, they were, were injured, champions, part like of that's... the champion. You know, that sort of thing. 
like a team that w- they won it as a six seed, which was at yep, the they point were de- they were defending champions. That I know they had one of the greatest basketball players of all time on their roster. No, like, I agree. I'm just trying to think of like low seeds surprising everybody. You're right. Even that was. I mean, that would be the surprise. closest equivalent, right? Because yeah. they had a pedigree of success. Or maybe even the Golden State last year, right? Like nobody expected them to win the title last year. They kind of just wiggled their way through. Yeah, so I guess it's a level below that because they didn't have a championship. Under, this Miami team doesn't have a championship under their belt, right? But the, I guess the franchise kind of does. Right, and they were in the finals like two years ago. Right, yeah, sure. Yeah. I don't think they can win the whole thing, but I'm not putting it past them. Well, I don't think they can win the whole thing because on the other side of the bracket, the Denver Nuggets are just roasting the, <laughs> the Lakers. Uh, I mean, it's not that bad, actually. The These games have been competitive. Yeah, Jokic and uh, Jamal Murray, Murray have been just straight up balling. Um, and that team somehow, as the number one seed, has the mentality of a the underdog in the series because of the way that the media is structured to uh, hyper-focus on large market teams and especially LeBron James. And, you know, they took major offense. In game one, basically, Denver just came out and just plowed the Lakers. They were up by 20, basically, the entire game. Until the fourth quarter, and there was a minor uh, adjustment uh, from... Darvin Ham and the Lakers uh, defensively, which kind of disrupted the flow of the Nuggets, and they made it close-ish uh, down the stretch. But Denver ended up winning the game. So the adjustment but, was they put uh, Hachimura on on Jokic, Jokic and so basically. they allowed Anthony Davis to roam and be like the defensive like back wall instead yep. of the the main defender on him, and it really worked. And I and I thought, well, maybe they figured something out, but when you do that, so did all of the sports media landscape. Right, but when you do that, it allows the the opposing coach Mike Ballone to go, okay, well, we'll just figure out a counter to that. <laughs> yeah, like it's 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 a chess match for a reason, right? Yeah, and they, I mean, game two was close for was. sure, but but Denver out executed them down the stretch and and won that game. And Jokic was again fantastic, uh, picking his spots. Jamal Murray in that game was hyper electric he scored 23 points in the fourth quarter and just hit bomb three after bomb three breaking threes yes <laughs> uh and after the game or maybe it was you know yeah it was after the game you know he and uh malone were both talking about like how pissed they were that they won game one and the whole story was how the series was over because because the lakers had unlocked how to stop this team or something like that and so, yeah. And then they went into L.A. in game three, which I didn't see the game, but it seemed like they were in control basically the whole game. Did you watch that game? I did. I mean, I was I was working, but I was it was on in the background. I was I was able to keep up a little bit um, and then watch the replay. Um, yeah, the, the Lakers were able to sort of cr- crawl their way back and make it interesting several times. Hmm. Um, but Michael Porter Jr. hit big shots like they they just got timely shots um and uh lakers couldn't keep up and i was really surprised i thought this thing was going seven i thought the lakers gonna gonna win their home 
court. Um, but the Nuggets came out hungry. And I and I do think, you know, we, we talked about, I, I just mentioned how Jimmy Butler can smell blood. And like he's like, well, screw it. I'll go ahead and win this game. There was a moment where LeBron started heating up. He hit like two or three threes in the fourth and got them back in the game. And he was like, all right, cool. Well, I'll just win this game for us real fast. But the Nuggets had more. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think LeBron walks away going, well, this series is over. You know, I had, you know, he, he kicks into gear when he knows that he has a chance to win a game and they still had more than he did. Um, which is, you know, happening more and more. Unfortunately, I, I, Joe, I don't know if you watched game two, but I honestly believe that LeBron James lost them that game. He took a ton of really ill-advised three-pointers for um, a team that for, for a man hasn't hit a three-pointer. He's been shooting what twenty percent um, in it's the playoffs, and um, you know there was a chance when this game was still in doubt. He jacked up like four or five th- three-pointers as there was going to be the hero ball. And, like, that's not who LeBron... I mean, LeBron is that, but he also usually makes smarter basketball decisions. Do you feel weird that LeBron James can't win a game by himself anymore? Or, or are you like, oh, this is this is fine? I mean, I, yeah, I think the big, you know, the sort of highlight that came out of that was the, the dunk that he bobbled and just lost it, you know. Oh, it he would have tied the game? You know, that was the, the big the one. Crowd. Yeah, it would have it quieted them down, but... You know, I guess that he's doing those, you know, sort of take over the 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 game less than he was. But I don't. I mean, I think that's to be expected. Um, you know, he's got uh, the you know team around him that's supposed to, you know that's able to help him with that. Um, so I mean, he's certainly he's been great at picking his spots. And well, I agree you know, with you, but that's why I was disturbed by game two. It, like, I feel it like was he wasn't weird. It was his very spots. weird. Like, it was like why, atypical yeah. LeBron. Yeah, yeah, like, why not make smarter decisions? Like, you got other guys cooking, like, just give them the ball. Like, like, let's run your offense. Like, I, I, I just felt like he's not a guy that normally makes poor basketball decisions. He's like the smartest basketball player I ever watched in my life, and he was making dumb decisions, and I got really upset about it. <laughs> I did. Yeah, no, it was it was um, out of character for sure for him. Uh, but I think yeah, he maybe was hearing the voices in the back of his head that this might be his last you know time to do this basically, and so better go for it. But yeah, it was it was not great. But I I give more credit to the Nuggets and to Joel. Jamal Murray specifically in that game, I think they won it more than the Lakers lost it. You know, they were just the shot making during like a three minute stretch towards the, in the sort of the middle of the the fourth quarter there was just insane. I mean, it went from like the Lakers being up two to being down 10 in like the blink of an eye. It was crazy. And, you know, Jamal Murray was a, a large part of that. Porter Jr. I think hit another shot and and Jokic is there just setting everything up you know so it's uh... well no I I think that's a really good point um I think the Lakers have been 
you know, good enough to be in these games. Um, and the Nuggets won every single one of these games down the stretch. Yep. More than the Lakers lost them. Yep. My um, favorite comment about how uh, good Denver is and how good Jokic is is I was watching game one of the finals with Jill. And this was, I mean, Denver was just picking apart everything the Lakers were trying to trying to do. They were playing horrible transition defense and whatnot. And Jokic has a double-double in the first quarter. Almost a triple-double in the first quarter. And Jill at one point is just like, come on, like, make it look hard, at least, for him. Like, he's just, like, on a stroll through the park, just, like, making passes and, like, getting layups. And, yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was incredible. I think part of that's just his style. It is a little bit, right? Because he's kind of slow and unhurried, right, at all times. But but it was... It, it was... It, uh, stuck out to me because it was like how that was how easy it was it's like she was just like even i i mean she watches a fair amount of basketball but she was like even i can see like this guy doesn't even have to try hard to just like pick these people apart it's crazy shout out he does what he wants at the speed he wants yeah so here's the the worst part of this is you know we have a potential situation where it looks like both of these series are going to be short Mm mm-hmm if they're not sweeps, yeah. it's going to be a five gamer, probably. And the the play the finals don't start until June first, so we could go like a whole week without basketball if these mm. games end, these series end, you know, by Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever. Which is looking pretty likely at this point. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and also beyond that, I mean, not only is there a, you know a week uh, of no basketball. You know, the NBA was looking at a situation where they were going to have another Boston-LA rematch. And now they're looking at Miami and uh, Denver with a likely Denver uh, champion. Which, you know, I think it validates how good Jokic is and and all this stuff. And it's great for the city. You know, uh, for somebody who's lived at least near Denver, you know, gone to some of the games. I, I think it'll be great for that town, but... I don't know how good this is for um, national popularity for the finals. Uh, I mean, I, I could see that, but, you know, whatever. That's I, mean, I, I personally yeah. don't ever care about that stuff. Yeah, that's not my problem. <laughs> we want to, you know, we want to, I, I think that in the long run, though, the best basketball uh, is the going to be the best product? You know, well, yeah, it's nice. Miami is, and Denver it, it, are playing it, the best basketball on the planet right now. Both those teams. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're you know, I think that they're and the the style of play that they have is fine to watch. It's not like it's you know boring ball. You know, it's it's enjoyable. You know, for the most part, and you know that's that's what you want to see out there. And I don't I, I don't have a special place in my heart for. You know, just just because you're in a big market, you know, I, I think it's good for, for good for, uh, for the overall league's help that they're good sometimes. But I'm a, I'm okay right now. I want to see the best teams in the in the finals. How's the hot? Is that a hot take? I think it is. Yeah. Nice. I think you just said uh, scorching. I think you said Jokic should have won MVP. You said Jimmy Butler is the most underrated <clears throat> player in the history of the game. 
I heard a lot of hot I'm, takes out of your mouth. Jimmy Butler, I don't think is the most. I would tell him if he was on my team, I would tell him that. You know, say hey. Or no, I would say the most overrated. Right. Just to get him hyped up. Right. He that I've never had a cup of good coffee that get him fired up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so uh, I was I was looking for a a movie the other day uh, on Hulu and uh, it suggested White Man Can't Jump and I was like, oh, that's a freaking classic. I haven't seen it in. 15 years uh, you know one of my favorite basketball movies of all time I'm going to check it out I clicked on it and it's a remake of White Man mm. Can't Jump and I was like nope not doing it and I went back and I watched the original and man that thing still bangs it still pops it still <laughs> rocks nice. it's it's still yeah. a top uh, five basketball movie for me all time now after that I did go and watch the new um, remake and it's fine. Okay, good. So you just Can saved you... me two hours. Great. Yep. You're not missing anything. Whoa. But you know what? Actually, what you know you... what? With the time, when it when, when when Hulu's advertising you to go watch the new one, go back and watch the original. It's totally worth it. That's how you should spend your two hours. Sure. What are some of the other movies on your top five basketball uh, all-time movies? Uh, Hoosiers, for sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Oh, this is a good question. Oh, I might have to think about this because you know. got a game. <sighs> that's really good. Blue chips? No, that's not on there. <laughs> Blue chips. It might be on there for other people. Airbud. Airbud's not on Space there. Jam. Space no, Jam. Space Jam too. Space Jam's not on there. Uh. Coach Carter. I don't know. No. Um, Teen Wolf. Oh yeah, maybe, maybe. Do love that movie. <laughs> um, remember the Titans? That was about basketball, right? Uh, ish. <laughs> I have to think. Um, so what? What we're lo- hearing lo- is, love is it's love not and, hard to be top five. Love and basketball, I think, is is a top five. Like that oh, movie. that's a good one. Yeah, it was one. Uh, it's one of those ones where I'm trying to think that maybe it's love and basketball. It was one of a dancer. It's like a girl dancer and a and a dude who's a a basketball player. I don't remember. Yeah, that's a different movie. A lot of these sort of like blend together for me. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, like that was uh, Romeo and Juliet. Okay, now that's what it was. I get those mixed up, you know. Yeah. Um, what about uh, uh, Forget Paris? Probably got to be a top five. Oh, oh yeah. sure. Sure, yeah. It was solid. Um, what was the one with uh, Whoopi Goldberg where she's the Knicks fan and she ends up coaching the team? Eddie. Eddie. Uh, Joanna Man. There was a what was the uh, oh train wreck? Oh, oh I, yeah, with LeBron in it, that was actually yeah. pretty good. Oh, you know what? Uh, the one that would just that just came out with um, uh, Hernan Ad, Gomez with Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. man, that one was awesome. That's that was incredible. Really so it sounds like we've got about twelve movies we can move around, but uh, White Man Can't Jump definitely on my 
top five. Scout, I think. How about the basket basketball diaries? Did you mention that? Hoop one? dreams. Does that count? I guess that was a basketball diaries. Nah, I was I wasn't into it personally, but I could understand if if people had it up there. What was DiCaprio? Yeah, exactly. Uh, hoop dreams that can't count, right? Because it's like a documentary. Yeah, but man, that was good. Yeah. Above the Rim. No. Tupac was in that. No. Above the Rim was okay. Oh, uh, what about the one with uh, uh, Woody Harrelson? White Man uh, Can't white Jump. White Man Can't Jump. <laughs> no, no. Uh, and uh, the comedy. Um... Kingpin? That was about bowling. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, uh, from the, the guy who's in, uh, Talladega Nights and, uh, what's that dude's name? Will Ferrell. Oh, yeah. Uh, semi-pro. Semi-pro. I like that movie. That's gotta be yeah, on the yeah, list, yeah. right? That's a, that's a rewatchable for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Do we want to do an ungoogable since we're just talking nonsense at this point? Yeah, I think we could do that. Um, I also, I, I have a, a half... Uh, a half stat of the week. Okay. It's just like kind of an update on the previous half stat one. of the week. So here's the thing: we talked about the the orcas um, recently. Yep. Sure. Liver and liver eating orcas. Yep. Liver eating orcas. <laughs> Their last names are Johnson, but. So that's another inside joke. You gotta go. You gotta go way back. <laughs> you gotta go one. way back. Although I do think that's in one of the uh, clip shows. You can probably catch it. Okay. So Orca Johnson. Yeah, got it. Orca Johnson. <laughs> so there was the two, the two orcas, uh, port and starboard, right? That were eating livers from like great white sharks. And then I saw this come across. Maybe I, maybe the Google knows what I'm into these days because another Orca article came across my desk. And apparently the Orcas now are attacking like boats uh, in, uh, in, the, in Europe off the coast of like Spain and Portugal. And apparently Orcas have sunk three boats in the last like three years. Mm. So, so this is just one. There's been more attacks well, uh, than that. I mean, how doesn't that isn't that a fairly common thing anyway? Like, do, do, doesn't that like happen once a year? I mean, that's what the stat is, but you know, but it's specifically orcas that are okay. attacking these things. Do you, I mean, maybe I'm I'm not a I'm not a, a you know a boat person too much, but I just. I didn't expect if I went out on a boat, I don't expect it to get sunk by, you know, a, a killer whale. Yeah, typically boats are big enough that things aren't gonna um, just attack them. I've, yeah, I've seen Jaws though. Mm. Sure. Yeah. Was that one of your basketball movies too? Yeah, uh, top ten, top ten basketball movie okay. for sure. Um. Okay. Okay. I, 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 I've got this figured out, Joe. Um, mm-hmm. Do not keep livers in the hull of your boat. Oh, that's you know what, what they were probably, doing. 
you know, just <laughs> transporting livers. A, uh, that, was, that was my next question. Was it that they knocked the people off the boats and then ate them? Like, is that <laughs> no, what's going on? So nobody has been, nobody has been um, uh, injured in any of these, but boats have been sunk. I guess they were able to get the people off. But they're coordinated attacks. Sometimes it's like three or up to like six or seven orcas are... Uh, just repeatedly ramming these six, uh, the, the the boats, until they sink. I would like to... Here's my take on this. Hopefully everyone survived. There's no deaths mm-hmm. involved. Right? And they have. Okay, So good. far. What I hope is that these orcas have been monitoring, you know, boat traffic, and they just go after the, the douchiest people that are mm. sailing these boats and they they're just trying to just just you know just send a message so it's an anti they it's got an anti-douche too. attack is that what it is i think so okay. i think so like when you went on your sailing like you don't have any worries colson like you yeah, went on no, a you went I, on a, a 21 day sojourn somewhere or and no right? yeah and no orcas attacked me yeah exactly right because they know they're like yeah. oh those guys are cool yeah they're not they're not out here you know, I also didn't. I also yeah. I also didn't. Stuff. <laughs> I didn't wear boat shoes. Yeah, I didn't listen to yacht rock. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, that's a mistake. I also didn't. Uh, you know, drag livers behind the boat. Yeah. No. no. You weren't calling your broker every thirty seconds. You know. <laughs> to get get in on the latest Bitcoin. Crypto. I probably I probably need to have a closer relationship with my broker. Your the, bro broker. The, the suspicion is that a broker, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so you you spent time with these folks. Hey man, I'm so on the boat, female... dude. We're on the boat, and we're just you know we're hanging out, and these freaking orcas, man, they're just coming around, like they're just like bashing the boat, and I don't get it, man. Like also, can you like cash in some of my Bitcoin? Because I think I'm gonna need like a another boat man there was a female known as white gladys again i don't know where these names are coming from i think one of the the whales that's hitting us man is a female i think it's a lady (laughs) i think it's a lady orca man this is crazy like i'm so good to ladies i don't understand but the concern is that they that this orca this lady orca who you know had been treated well by your uh your character here, I'm guessing, but <laughs> I totally respect Lady Orcas, man. Like you know, I she support had a, their independence. A, she had a traumatic encounter involving a boat, and then she exhibited defensive behavior, and then other orcas started to copy it. So they, the the orcas, are are teaching each other how to own the the seas. What are you gonna do? You gotta get into Ethereum, bro. You gotta gotta get you some Ethereum. Diversify, you know. Mm-hmm. I I do love the idea. <laughs> Jaws, if you just had a bro in there. <laughs> hey man, I think we're gonna need a bigger boat. <laughs> I wonder if it's a different movie instead of the salty sea captain. Exactly. <laughs> All right. 
You want to crack a uh, crack open an undergoogleable? Sure. I've got a I got a couple uh, pressing ones I think from my uh, from my time uh, with uh, Patreon or previous Patreon Mike Morrow. Um, is he still doing that? If not, That's I need a good to question. Give him a hard time. Mm. Uh, but he had a lot of things to say. He had a lot of questions, and so I'm gonna hit you up with one of them. Cool. Oh, okay. I think this is fun, and you might know the answer right away. And if you do, then um, then we can move on to his second question, which is um, also fun. So uh, we were uh, we were talking about. So we saw some bison while we were on our uh, trip to Gatlinburg, and we were talking about how we'd done an under Google about how buffalo aren't really a thing. Um, that that they're all misnomers. That basically everything's bison, and. Um, we st- but they do roam, right? No, they don't, and they're not nickels, and all of it's a lie, Joe. You've been lied to your entire life. There's no buffalo. Um, it's in a song, though. Look, go back and listen to the episode. Everything should be bison. We'll, we'll maybe link to the episode when we post this. Um, but he then said, uh, which I thought was really interesting, was the Buffalo Bills... My entire life, because their mascot is a buffalo, I thought their mascot was a buffalo. But really, they're from Buffalo. So what the heck is a Buffalo Bill? And I said, it's a play on Buffalo Bill. That's what I always thought it was. I thought it was a play on Buffalo. Because what? Like, you're not going to be Bills. What are What are Bills? What are Bills? So Bill, Buffalo Bill was a... He was a... Sharpshooter out in, like, Oklahoma? Like, what Mm. does that have to do with Buffalo? When I think Oklahoma, I think Thunder, you know? Mm -hmm. Also, wasn't that the bad guy in Silence of the Lambs? Yeah. Like, what's going on here? Well, what do you want us to tackle? Who is Buffalo Bill? Or why are the Buffalo Bills named Buffalo Bills? Both. Okay. Buffalo Bill was like a, uh, if I remember correctly, a showman fancying himself to be of the the Wild West. And they would do, you know. Do shows. Shows, yeah, where there was like fancy special shooting or like lassoing things. And generally, it was like a a hee-haw, but with less singing. And more shooting. Right. Exactly. And Sounds Annie Oakley like was a part hero. of this, is right. Like same Annie same Oakley. genre. Yep. I don't know no, if they I ever may have been part of the together. Buffalo Bill yeah, show, okay. I think, at some point. Okay. Um why the Buffalo Bills are the Buffalo Bills, I have no idea. I other you, than that it's a play on Buffalo Bill. But do you agree with him? or Because when he said it, I immediately thought the same thing. I always thought the Buffaloes were the mascot. and so if Buffaloes call, are the mascot. Right. But like, then why do you call yourself the Buffalo Bills instead of the Buffalo Buffaloes? Good question. This is, my, this is his point Bill... and my point. Yeah, I don't know. I, have, I, I really have no theory right now. I think Buffalo Buffaloes just sounds terrible. It, it mm-hmm. is a, so. a coherent phrase, according to Jason. Buffalo, 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 Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. No, it's you can go even further. It's like, I think you can have string together 
six or eight straight buffaloes and that's a a real sentence buffalo 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 well okay um, or why not just be the buffaloes because it's know. probably not allowed when did the buffalo bills come into existence the nfl franchise okay so like 70s yeah yeah, yeah. I don't think right. they were like original NFL. No, I don't right? think they no, were either. I feel like I would. You know what? I might say even the sixties. Okay, let's give them a sixties. Sure. Let's say the Buffalo Bills came around in the sixties. Buffalo Bill, the character is what eighteen. What? Good question. I would say late nineteenth century, early twentieth. So you're saying eighteen nineties to nineteen ten ish? Okay. I was going to go a little Bills. earlier, but I, that's that, that that works for me. Didn't they lose four straight Super Bowls? They did. Yeah. Alternate th- what like what else could a bill be? Well, uh money. Sure. Um duck duck bills an act of Congress. Oh, there you go. That's boring. Yep. <laughs> also, I don't think about buffalo with that. Uh, a uh, a listing of the 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 players in a play. Oh, excellent! A playbill. You think it's a? Play I was bill. thinking like a know. electric bill. You know. Oh yeah, sure. It could be. A, so yeah. maybe charged for something. That's a. Bu- I mean, it's just like a bummer. It's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> a buffalo bummer. Yeah, I guess you know you you can take pride that you're you're paying a, a fair price for goods and services that you, you you've been provided to you i guess well okay so I, I guess the question would be if buffalo bill is something that buffalo is claiming was buffalo bill actually attached to buffalo the city or was he more attached to out west with the buffaloes which we know now are bison um and then why would they claim him as their own maybe the the mascot is a bison because they know what's up. It's bison name. Bill. Maybe. Oh, sure, sure. We just named the bison Bill. But they say the buffalo bills. Yeah, it's plural. Maybe there's a couple. Maybe is Bill. Uh, you know how there are terms for uh, male and female uh, of oh, different species, like sure. a, a doe and a stag. Yeah for deer is bill like the the male version of a buffalo sure the buffalo bills yeah, or like the a, female like, like a heifer maybe they're very progressive like that. and they were like way ahead of their time they're like we're gonna be the or yeah we were like hey look we don't want to identify your gender you just decide on your own we're just gonna be right. like you know mm-hmm. your bill that doesn't come up when i see buffalo in the news though <laughs> hmm. so um i like playbill somehow Hmm. Um, I just don't understand what else bills would be. The bill of a, a of a cap, you know, like a a duck bill. Maybe Baseball the bison's cap. name is William. Maybe they wanted to create a hybrid animal, a half duck, half bison. So it's like a sure. platypus, but bigger. <laughs> yes. What? Well, so, yeah. Okay. So here's the real question. Why aren't they the buffalo platypi? Pusses. Platypuses? Because they don't they don't live there. Before I look this up, so 
to get back to your question about Buffalo Bill and whether or not Buffalo, the city, could claim him, my recollection of Buffalo Bill is that he was not necessarily a frontiersman, but a... Actor. Actor, yes. That may have come from, like, the East Coast. Right, and just played like up the Western right. side of his... I could be confusing him with no, somebody No, no, I, I, I'm fine with that. I like that. So perhaps he came from Buffalo, and so they are. that was their homage to him. But why... So in the 1960s, they were like, yeah, Buffalo Bill, everybody's heard of that. Well, back then, people, sure. It was it was 100-year anniversary of his death or something. I'm like, let's give it to Buffalo Bill. Let's go with that. He died in... 1865 and in 1965 they named it after him all right well that we're incorrect so buffalo bill uh was a soldier a bison hunter and showman born in leclaire iowa okay uh before it was a state even and he grew up in ontario canada mississauga and then settled in the kansas territory he uh started working at the age of 11 after his father's death and became a writer for the pony express at age 15 served for the union in the american civil war and was a scout for the army during the indian wars his legend began to spread when he was 23 shortly thereafter he performed in shows that displayed cowboy themes he founded Buffalo Bill's Wild West in 1883, taking his large company on tours in the United States beginning in 1887. Uh, 1887. Oh, and, oh, okay. No, no. So 1883 started in, in the U.S. and in 1887 expanded to Europe. Okay. Was Annie Oakley a part of that? We don't know. Yes. Yes. Annie oh, Oakley nice, nice, was. nice. So here, uh, here's what I've got on the... Uh, the Buffalo Bills. So uh, the team uh, was named after Buffalo Bill Cody. Who you're talking about? Um, the name Buffalo Bills was chosen during a naming contest for Buffalo's All-American Football Conference team. <clears throat> the, squ- the squad was originally named the Bison. So it would have been the Buffalo Bison, which was redundant. And so the owner wanted to switch things up. Uh, James F. Dyson wrote an essay comparing the team to a band of Buffalo Bills. And uh, the owner, James Bruel, um, loved the connection to the American frontier legend. So you were right? I don't think I was right on anything. But you were right on the... On the you you said it was named after Buffalo yeah, Bill. Was just what are you talking about? Uh, That's exactly what yeah, it was. But, but you, all, you had the timeline and all that stuff with, with the Buffalo Bill. That's just... That's insane. I think the Buffalo Bison's a way better name. It's not redundant. We know that Buffaloes aren't real. Bisons are the only real thing, so... Well, I've got the thing that I think is probably most important here. What's that? I was, I was mm-hmm. right about this. The uh, mascot. His name is Billy. It's William Billy the Buffalo. Nice. Nice. Yeah, you got to give the, the long form name. And he is eight foot tall. And on instead of numbers, he has uh, BB, Billy Buffalo. So is he, does he stand up 
or is he eight foot tall, uh, like a like a horse's back? Like what? What do you call hands? Like babe, the blue ox. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, I mean, it's a, it's not a real buffalo. It's a person in a suit. Joey, there's no such like thing a, as a real buffalo. Uh, is it? Is it a bison? I said. <laughs> I said it's not a real buffalo. But there's no I thing as a, okay. You can't. It's not that. It's like there's no. It's like it's not a real ghost. You know, like whatever. Right. No one's claiming it's a real ghost, John, because <laughs> those those aren't real. That's my point. So Billy Buffalo is eight foot tall. Is he a standing man in an eight foot costume, or is he a bison sized yes. person? <laughs> He's a person sized bison. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. That that clears it all up, I think. Excellent. You're welcome, Mike Marlowe. Yep. We'll get this out to you in three or four months. Keep that money flowing in. <laughs> all right, team. All right, I think wrap this up. I gotta yeah, pee. yeah. I think we. Uh, I think we we did a lot of good work here. We will be back with you. I'm sorry, I just had to interrupt. Uh, I uh, want to. Uh, Jason says we got to wrap this up. I want to pee. I think we should just end that. The, the show every week. I'm just <laughs> right there. I'll let you make that choice. I'll do the outro, and uh, you know, if you don't love this outro, you can just do a cold, cold close, and then you can you can put a you can probably find a bathroom flush. Just uh, smash. Like, <laughs> I can definitely just find that the, for sure on the web. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I've decided I'm going to start saying is, um, I've I've started this with my boss, and I'm just I'm going with this with everybody. Um, all right, take care. Go have sex with your wife. That's how I'm just going to say goodbye to people now. Whether or not they're married. I mean, yeah, just go go have yourself some sex. I don't know. Okay. I mean, so so I think we should end it in I got to pee. Cool. Go have sex with your wife. That's how we should just end every episode now. It, 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 all that's in there. You can splice <laughs> it together. It's, we just yep. cut out the singing yep. and all the stuff. It just was. But I will say that you can find us on Twitter. We are at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. Our website is TheUndebeatables.com. There's also a contact form there. You can use that to send us a message. Email. Shout out at TheUndebeatables.com and the website slash store for a small t-shirt. For our once and always coach, Bobby Silhunter, now in the Hall of Fame. Let's get out of here. I go pee. <laughs> All right, go have sex with your wife. See you later. Party's over. <laughs> Nailed it. Joey, Nailed Joey it. is flabbergasted. <laughs> I don't. Nothing that's supposed to happen is happening. It's right all now. fine. <laughs> it's an instant classic. Thank <laughs> you.